Okay, hello everyone. Today's topic is the importance of data literacy and the importance of data storytelling. And for me, they are really super important topics. Data literacy is one of the 20 skills that I have identified in my book, Future Skills, as the, the most important skills people need to get ready for the future of work. And to help me untangle this exciting topic, I'm joined today by Mark Nelson, who is the CEO of Tableau. Welcome, Mark. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's so good to have you with us. So where are you joining us from today? I am joining you from the Tableau offices here in Seattle, Washington, where it's a lovely, cloudy, cool fall day. Very good. I love Seattle. It's one of my, my favorite U.S. cities, I think. Nice. So tell us, maybe you can give us a little background of yourself. How did you become CEO of Tableau and maybe a brief overview of who Tableau is? Yeah, for sure. So, um, so I've been in the software industry for about 30 years, mainly working in data, have worked at database companies like Informix, spent a long time at Oracle before coming to Tableau four and a half years ago uh, to run product and engineering. And then I took over my current role as president and CEO about 15, 18 months ago, something like that. Um, and I came to Tableau for a bunch of reasons, but first and foremost is our mission and what we do. We help people see and understand data. And we were founded on that idea. And we have become the company that oh, we believe really has defined this notion of how to explore data, right? Not just how do you create dashboards? How do you, you know, format data? It is really about that act and joy of exploration, about answering questions with your data. Um, about starting with a problem that you have that you want to solve and a set of data and asking one question, finding an answer that leads to the next question that leads to the next question that eventually really gets you to that amazing insight that that moves you forward in your business and in, in whatever it is that you're trying to figure out. And that was really a, an amazing insight that the founders had because this is so much the problem that we that we face in the world today. Absolutely. So from your perspective, then, what is data literacy and why is it so important today? Yeah. So, you know, somewhat clinically, data literacy is the ability to explore, understand and communicate with data. Right. Mm -hmm. It includes critical thinking skills to use, interpret and make decisions with data and then convey that significance and value to others. Mm -hmm. So getting beyond that, it is it's really understanding the world around you using data. Right. And that ability to think with and use data to understand the world is so important right now because we're at this point in time, our ability to capture data, store data, process data has really provided what I like to call it a new telescope or a new microscope, a new way to understand the world around us as everything from your personal life, you know, on my watch and my my health statistics become digitized to businesses becomes digitized becoming digitized, really the way to understand the world is through this new microscope and telescope we have that uses data. And data literacy fundamentally is people's ability to actually use that tool. And, and it is that combination. This is not just a technical thing. And, and so this notion of data literacy and having the skill, having everyone have that ability to understand how to use data and get meaning from data is so important. 
I completely agree. Data is the fuel of our new fourth industrial revolution. It is most likely the most important business asset for most organizations. And I'm intrigued to get your view on how deep do you think this data literacy needs to go for a normal person in business? So do they need to be able to understand how to analyze this data, how to extract insights, or is it much more about being aware of the importance of data and being able to manipulate it and question it? Yeah, I think there are different levels, different layers. I think everyone, minimum bar is that notion of data literacy. You need to be able to understand what data means, how to use it, and how to make decisions from it. Then, of course, you're going to have the people, you know, the analysts who want to go deeper and would really, you know, want to explore and, and get in there. But at a minimum, all of us, and I think, you know, both in business organizations and just in our daily lives, right, from understanding the pandemic we've all been going through to understanding the economy and the changes in, in our rapidly changing world, all of that is based on data, right? And so... So there is this minimum bar that I think is going to become a skill for everyone, um, which is that ability to understand, to tell critical stories, to analyze and have that critical thinking about data. And then, of course, there's always going to be people who really need to go deep and really, you know, be able to start from scratch and, and you know, scratch out those insights as necessary. Um, and this is what we've shown, as we've talked about, you know, with the Forrester data literacy surveys really, you know, shown the light on what this means for organizations. Yeah, so this is a survey that you commission and Forrester conducts. What were some of the key findings there for you? Yeah, well, some of the, you know, really shown light on this need for data and data literacy. And part of the survey said by 2025, nearly 70% of employees are going to be expected to use data heavily in their job. And that's up from 40% in 2018. 82% of decision makers expect that basic data literacy from employees in every department. But only 39% of organizations surveyed make training available to all employees, right? So it's really showing that this gap exists between, you know, the expectations where we know where the world is going and their expectations of where the world's going. And yet, you know, the enablement and the abilities, you know, really aren't there and organizations aren't there yet in enabling their, their employees the, the way they want. As a matter of fact, most of the time, this responsibility, you know, kind of falls onto the department level and it ends up in a very piecemeal approach, right? Um, where only 40% of employees are really feeling confident in their data skills, you know, despite those huge numbers on the expectations there. So, so that really shows the need for data literacy, why we need to be pushing this, why organizations really need to be leaning into all of this. And, and it's important not just for the, the organizations and get those skills, it's important for the employee experience. Nearly 80% of employees are more likely to stay at a company that offers that skills training mm -hmm. than those that don't, right? And it shows you know, just kind of the circular goodness, the virtuous circle that you can get started here, both for your organization by providing these data skills and your employees, which of course then is good for your organization. And again, it's a very self-fulfilling circle. Yeah, I agree. And most organizations that I work with, when I help them with their data strategies, for example, there's a really important skills component in all of this to make sure they offer people the opportunity to learn. And one of my clients is Shell, for example, and I feel it's easier than ever to create those 
courses and upskilling opportunities. They partnered with Udemy to create a customized course for everyone that anyone in, in Shell can now take. And these kind of things really make a difference, I find. So some of the findings you had from your survey, how do these hold up as our world shifts to this hybrid work model and we have this need for continuous upskilling and reskilling? Yeah, it's a great question because we are in a new world of work, right? Like we're all trying to figure out as we, you know, hopefully come out of the pandemic, whatever that means and moves in, move into what comes next. You were figuring out how, where do we all work? But I think, again, this all comes back to data, right? Data is, is an underpinning of all of this. And, you know, which cries out why organizations want this, why, why individuals want this, and how those skills can really help people transition into the jobs that they want, right? Um, because what people are really searching for, we've all done our own, you know, introspection over the last few years as the world has changed, as work has changed about why do we do what we do? Why do we do the work that we do? Um, and all of that comes back to, we want meaning, we want purpose out of what we do, right? Like it's not, it's not just about earning a paycheck. And you know, really enabling employees with data helps with that satisfaction. It helps them understand you know, what they're doing in the organization. It helps them feel empowered that they're having an impact on their organization, right? They're not just being asked to do things. They're able to influence, they're able to see, they're able to understand what's going on and why what they do, whatever it is for the organization every day has meaning. And I think that's, that's really going to be, you know, outside of the logistics of where we work, like that's really the key in our new world is this resetting of expectations that everyone wants meaning out of their work. And I think data can be a super important part of this. And I think organizations can really lean into having a happier, more engaged workforce by providing data literacy training, by enabling them you know, to understand the organization around them and have those skills to be effective going forward. I completely agree. So what roles can leaders play in empowering their company to become more data literate? Yeah, it, it starts with walking the walk, right? Like you have to show that this is how you're going to operate and that it is an imperative for the organization. And I love there's a soundbite from one of our customers, Jaguar Land Rover, um, who appeared at Tableau Conference last year who said, you know, if you're not data driven, you're not going to be around in 20 years, right? Like this is existential for you. So it's important for leaders to, to set that tone, right? To really show that it's important for the organization, again, to provide both the, the data cultures, the abilities, the training um, across the organization, and really show that it's not just at the top and it's not just at the lower levels, it's all the way up and down the organization. Um, so it's enabling that, showing that's important, and really walking the walk all the way across the organization. The other topic we want to talk about is data storytelling. So where does this come in and what is it and why is it important to businesses? Yeah, I mean, so back to where we started, you know, not everyone currently has the skills to really dive in deep with data, right? And so data storytelling is really this ability to you know, distill data down to the insights that you want and present that in a story, right? And we say, you know, not everyone can talk the language of data, so you need to make data talk the language of everyone else, right? And so that's how do you really bring this into the everyday work, put it in context, put it into 
literally the language that that people understand. And that's really the key to enabling everything we've been talking about, right? Is making it accessible, making it in context, making it that language. And that's really, you know, again, telling stories with data, not just presenting facts, figures, dashboards, but really saying, here's the problem, here's what we're looking at, and here's the data, and here's what the data tells us. And you know, here's how it led us from step to step to step to insight and conclusion. Again, just like a story does, you, you have a climax and you have a conclusion and you have a result at the end of the story and doing that with data to come to those important insights. Tableau recently launched data stories. So how does this tie into data literacy and Tableau's mission of democratizing data? Yeah, so we just launched a, a feature called data stories which is uh, the ability to use artificial intelligence behind the scenes to really create the story that your data is telling you, right? And put this in front of you in natural language in a way that's easier to understand and really drive in from you know, a high level story to then say, you know, here's what sales looks like across the whole US to, but I'm in Minnesota, why did Minnesota behave the way it did and narrow that down and get a continually adapting what we call headline for your for your data, right? It's really that story. And it's all back to the themes that we've been talking about. How do we bring this ability to understand data, the ability to get insights to data? How do we make that easier? How do we get that across a, a broader set of people who have different skill sets? This is no replacement for data literacy, right? These go hand in hand. You know, the magic always happens when you have great enabling software and the human intellect, right? Like it is the human intellect that at the end of the day helps make sense of what we're seeing. Um, but data stories really puts that, again, that microscope or telescope of data in front of you in a very accessible way, right? That, that doesn't require you to have deep technical skills to really start diving in and making sense of that data. So we're incredible, incredibly excited about how this can help users and customers you know, get to that value of data just faster. Yeah, I'm fascinated by the way we can now use artificial intelligence to augment our analytics processes and help us democratize it. So this, just for me to understand this better. So I have a set of data, I have started to analyze it, I might get some results. How do I then use data stories to turn this into a story? Yeah, so all you do today with data stories is we shipped it is you, you, let's say you have a dashboard and it's telling you something, but you know, it's again, it's a big dashboard that's showing you sales across the entire US. You can turn on data stories and what it'll do for you is a lot like a newspaper will do. It will summarize it, it'll say, here's what's really going on. Here are the most important things that are in this you know, busy dashboard full of data. You know, it'll tell you the story that like, again, Yes, sales were up 10%, but by the way, I'm going to pick on Minnesota again, but Minnesota was the one that was up 50% and that was driving most of this. Sure, you can, if you know how to look at that dashboard, come to that insight on your own. But instead of making you, it's the, it's the artificial intelligence behind it that's going to put that you know, in a soundbite right in front of you that is very approachable. 
And then beyond that, let you then dive in and go, oh, well, that's really interesting. So what was happening in Minnesota? Or then say, if Texas was the one that was the biggest laggard, you know, go to, to Texas and ask for, well, what was the story in Texas? And that's going to come back and say, oh, well, here were the regions and here were the individual sales reps in Minnesota who were crushing it. And in Texas, you know, who is not crushing it? And so it just, again, gives you a more powerful way without having to have the skills to really you know, look deeper manually, putting that forward in, a, in an automated way, in a more approachable way in front of you. And so this is a natural language interface that gives you a written overview. Do you see more spoken interfaces as well that will be used in the future? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see this span a whole bunch of different domains, depending on where you are and how you want to interact with it, because it's that context that's most important, right? I don't believe data visualization is going away. It's just going to be one of many tools. And then, yeah, written words, um, spoken words, how can we, you know, and the, and the basic notion also of augmented reality, you know, very loosely, like, you know, how can you get so it in your phone when you're in a certain context and in a certain place, the data you need is popping up, you know, most usefully in front of you. How is it showing up in the applications? Whatever it is that you're doing that is part of your life, you want data to show up there in context usefully, right? Be that location, be that, you know, the application that you're in, be that the collaboration tool and who you're talking to at that moment. I think this is really how we drive that to the next set of users is by making it so contextual and so much in the flow and easy, you know, again, easy to integrate into your life and into your, your work, work day. Yeah, this is what I'm seeing. I would love a point in the future where you simply have a conversation with a tool to say, who are my most profitable customers? And then this gives you a visualization. It talks to you. It gives you a, a dashboard that you can then possibly walk into and experience what is actually happening. So blending of the traditional dashboard with a metaverse environment, that is super exciting for me. Go going back to using data and data stories, and do you have any examples of how customers are currently using these tools to really drive business performance? Yeah, a couple of great stories. There are some amazing ones out there. One of my favorites is, is locally here at the Seattle Seahawks, um, who use data for to really measure their customer experience and what people feel as they go to football games. And one of my favorite stories that they told was, um, you know, they do these uh, 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 fan employee experience or a fan experience surveys, right? And they kept coming back that. Uh, fans were complaining about the audio audio quality in the stadium, and they were they were really bummed about that. And they were about to start a multi million dollar you know rehab of their audio system throughout the stadium, and then they really dove into the data and they did you know kind of the magical thing of put it on a heat map, and all of a sudden they figured out it was not all of the fans that were complaining about data. It was fans very specifically in the four corners of the stadium. And then they went back and looked and they basically there was a flaw in the original design of the stadium where sure enough they had more or less omitted what the what the sound was going to be like in those four corners and so instead of a multi-million dollar overhaul of the entire sound system of the stadium they just put extra speakers into the four corners and sure mm -hmm. enough the fan experience surveys all went up and is a 
it was a, a great example of how you know, data can really just bring these things to life that you would you know really are otherwise hard to see. And then just amazing immediate effects, right? Like they went from this what would have been a multi-million-dollar, you know, huge uh, enterprise over the entire stadium to something very tactical that mm. cost them, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to go fix instead, which was amazing. Yeah, that's a great story. You said you had a second story. Yeah, another great example is McDonald's, the fast food chain, right? A core principle in the McDonald's customer experience is the ease and speed of ordering and receiving a meal. McDonald's Nordics operations had a mission to help their Danish franchises and, and restaurant managers really use their data to create an even better customer experience. They were kind of good at, at collecting data, but their thousands of daily through all of their daily interactions, but they were really sharing that data just in Excel spreadsheets and sending them over email. They need to find a way to make that data, you know, really easier to share and get a better overview of the business. They built a collection of interactive Tableau dashboards that covered what used to be in those manual reports, um, as well as a whole new host of data that was previously unavailable. And because of the just the interactivity of that data, right, the ability to really see and understand it, each restaurant could then zoom in on the data points most relevant to them, identify where their problems were, and develop a plan to take action. And you know, that's what they, they call the speed of service, right? And it's the measure, it, it takes the time from when an order is registered until the meal is delivered to the customer. And before they got the dashboards, restaurant managers couldn't really see you know, what was great, you know, where the bottlenecks were and how to really make that. Through that, it gave them really just a, an easy way to see and understand and then drive you know, real results on that. And with that, you know, really drive down that time to order, and and you know, at the end, just the 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 customer experience to be much more delightful, all based on data and the ability to mm. see and understand that. Very good. Finally, what are your hopes and predictions for the future? Yeah, well, I would love to see a world where again, all, all of us can use data to understand the world around us. I think we are at this amazing time and place because of you know the digitations that's happening all around us because of the the advances in computing that we've got so i would love to see a world that's just a better place and we we're so proud of how much good data can do in the world um and it's always been a core value of tableau and of salesforce on how we can help the world be a better place and so that's really my biggest hope is that we all get to use data and we can use it for good to make the world uh, just a better place for all of us. Perfect. That's a great way to end here. Thank you very much, Mark, for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. Anyone who wants to re-listen to this conversation, just head to my YouTube channel where you can see this one as well as hundreds of other interviews or have a listen to my podcast where you can see this and or listen to this in, in audio form thank you very much